Hi, I am Kyle. And I'm Jeremy. And we are the Social Ninjas. Hiya! Jeremy and I both struggled with social anxiety and mental health overall. Now we both work to improve our own mental health and the mental health of others by sharing what we did to help our social anxiety and what we learn and continue to do to improve upon our own mental health. What we share is what we learn from our own experiences. We are not mental health professionals and what we say should not be used in place of or replacement of medication or your doctor. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. So we are the social ninjas. I'm doing the beginning first to switch it up. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I am co-host of Social Ninjas. We also, as always, have Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. What is up, everybody? This is crazy doing it backwards. I know, I felt um, weird doing that. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Go to your comfort zone, hashtag. Um, today we have a very special guest, Les Sinclair. Uh, I was going to give him a really beefy intro. However, unless do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do? Oh, you're making me work for me now. You're making me, you're <laughs> making me do my own PR and be my own manager and, and just be like the introducer. Okay, I can do it. Okay. <laughs> well, uh, uh, Les Sinclair, um, um, uh, part of the Mankind Project. I've been the leader um, since 93 and part of the Los Angeles community. Um, My spirit name is Dingo. I was born in Australia, Canberra, the capital city. Did you know that, you you two American guys? Did you know that Canberra was Australia's capital? No, you thought it was Sydney or Melbourne. I'm teaching you something, okay? (laughs) So I'm a teacher. Anyway, um, I um, had a, a, a theatrical life in Australia and being in the theater. I was a professional dancer, the Australian ballet. I did um, musical comedies and uh, uh, one Australian musical comedy, which wouldn't is not known here. It's called Sentimental Bloke. And it was based on early Australian poetry. And it was about men that went out in the bush and lived. And it was such a beautiful story. And I, anyway, I had a nice little part in that and had a solo, you know, dance thing and Anyhow, I ended up in Paris and then came to the United States and um, done some film acting, a little bit of roles here and there, but had to get a real job. So I ended up doing television. And uh, my, I guess my biggest accolades, excuse me, would be that I was the uh, producer of the Murph Griffin Show and associate producer of Diamond Shore and my own show. So I, I come from a theatrical entertainment um, behind the scenes, in front of the scenes, uh, all, all around, uh, as they say in the theater, a triple threat. I can do three things, stumble, tumble, and fall. And I did it all. <laughs> Beautiful. Yeah, um, just kind of get into it. How did you get into the Mankind Project? That's a great question, Jeremy. Um, I had a production company with a fellow. Um, we were trying to um, um, to market um, some products. I, I, I had my production company, and there was a man that we um, shared an office space with, a very, very wealthy guy in L.A., always grumpy, 
and uh, nice guy, but always grumpy. And he came in one Monday morning and I said, uh, what the hell's happened to you? And he said, I did this men's training. And I said, what? And he said, yeah. He said, I did this men's training down in San Diego last weekend. Uh, and he was like radiant. So, so then he mentioned one of my friends, uh, Ralph Blum, who was the creator of the, the Runes, the Book of Runes, which is an oracular book. It's, it's another conversation. Anyway, I called, I called Ralph Blum and I said, Ralph, um, what's this um, warrior training? He said, just do it. And I said, okay, well, what's the food like? Adequate. What's the, uh, what's the accommodations like? Adequate. He said, just do it. And I said, okay, and I did. <laughs> and he was right. The food was adequate and the accommodations were adequate. But I got a great gift from it. I got to wake up on my spiritual journey that I've been, you know, I've been down many paths and mm. it's, it stayed with me. And what I, what I... Tell really us about the spiritual journey. No doubt about it. There's definitely spirituality without any religiosity, mm. you know, and that's important to me because um, I, I gave up on all that organized religion when I was a rebel at 16, you know, that's... That was a long time ago. That's another conversation. But no, but it has a spiritual component. And if you want to make that foundation spiritual component is that it's, it's a wake up helping other men to be conscious, to be good men on the planet with a warrior way, you know, with the warrior core values of being in integrity, telling the truth, being congruent and being generous as spirit. And I think men hunger for that. You know, I could ask you, Jeremy, what, what turned you on? I'm a powerhouse of self-love, authentic human connection by leading by example. Yeah, that, that's lovely response, but how did you get through the doors? What, <laughs> why did you go? I mean, I, I went through my severe, you know, um, anxiety and it pushed me toward like, towards the limit if I wanted to love myself so much, I just like, I'm going to do whatever it takes <laughs> to love myself yeah. to be able to talk See, to anyone. it's every, every man has his own little spark that lights the fire to get moving. You know, you know, get out of the fire and get going with my life. And so Kyle, you're, you're interested in spirituality and uh, connection. What, what's, What's your focus? Here I am. I'm your guest. You're but interviewing. I'm, I'm like, what are you doing, Les? <laughs> no, but I'm not ready. I, I <laughs> want to connect with you guys because that's what it's about. It's connection, isn't it? Yeah. It's connection. So, yeah. Kyle, what turns you on, man? Well, um, I, I mean, Jeremy's the one who turned me on to MKP. But I mean, ever since I've been uh, hanging out with Jeremy, it's all about connection for me, which has been something that's definitely been lacking in my life I'm just not a that's not my natural instinct is just to connect with people and share with others and to be able to do that in a group of men uh, it's it's powerful I've only done it twice but I've enjoyed it every single time that's great you're an introvert right absolutely yeah well good on you mate you the introverts have to step a little bit f further into like that out of their comfort zone Jeremy and me, we're, we are 
extroverts, you know, extroverts think as they, they, they speak as they think, you as an introvert, uh, you think first and then you speak, okay? So I don't have that quality, but I admire it. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Why did I just say that? To kind of um, backtrack a little bit, what are, um, I'm just gonna go straight into it. What are some of your favorite like tips and tricks that you kind of learned from Mankind Project that you or other people in your life have used to help them with their mental health? Uh, very good question. Um, everything I've learned has brought me to today because that's all I have now is today. And the, the teachings that I've gotten from others, from other powerful men, that I can be accepted into a circle of men that are very different from me and with different culture and, you know, different perspective, perspective of the world. Politically, too, we don't get there particularly about politics, but, but I felt safe in a circle of very strong men. That's a, a gift that I got. And as a spiritual... I'm a serial spiritual seeker, you know, serial. I've been doing it for a long time. <clears throat> I keep looking for um, tools that help me to be more mindful in the moment. And that's come from meditating. I'm a big fan of Sam Harris. I mean, I've gotten a lot of gifts from MKP, but also outside of MKP, they're all, they're, they all influence me. I'm, I'm not just one person that is devoted to MKP um, theories and dogma. It's all good, but I reach out and look at other things. So, but the focus of my, of the foundation for me, <clears throat> I would say, is that being in brotherhood, being on a weekend and seeing the men's faces on Sunday when they wake up to their own possibilities. Because I say that the, the New Warrior training adventure is an initiation. Initiation of what? What does initiation mean? Initiation comes from Latin, initiare, to start something, to commence something. Okay, we do that, but what do we start? To wake up, to be good men, to know that our lives are precious and be warriors and be there, there for others and be in our hearts. It's waking up to being conscious. Mm. And I think you've probably heard my warrior statement about mindfulness is staying awake, paying attention on purpose as if your life depends on it. As your life depends on it. Staying awake Paying attention on purpose as if your life depends on it. Because it fucking does. What is your mission? Um, I co-create a compassionate, authentic society by facilitating transformational change. Very lofty. You know, it's like... You go up on a mountain and carve it on the mountaintop. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah, so how, how I don't know what to do it. I don't know how do you go about doing, doing that? When you're doing it, when you're in your power last, like, what yeah, are yeah. you doing? No, it's lofty. But you know what? We have to have missions that are bigger than ourselves. Because if I stay small and have, like, well, my mission is to get up and go to work today and come home. Oh, uh, okay. Well, that's, 
might work and it probably will work. But I want to go outside of that box. I want to go bigger and better. And uh, so um, a mission, a man's mission can never be accomplished in his lifetime because it always has to be bigger than himself. It's going to go on beyond him. It's going to affect you and Kyle and my grandkids and my, my brothers and sisters and my family in Australia. You know, a mission is that powerful. And thank you for the invitation of asking me what it is, because it's important to me. That's another thing MKP does very well, is to get men aligned with a mission that focus on their life so can they can have that as their <clears throat> pistons to drive them through life. I have a question. What is, um, did you, do you have like a specific challenge in your past that drove you towards this mission? A challenge from my past? Yeah. Um, it's an interesting question, Jeremy. I don't know if I had a challenge. I, uh, the, no, no challenge. It's just when I was always curious. I've got a, like a childlike curiosity to, to yeah. figure out things in the unknown, but no challenges. I mean, if you're saying that I have any wounds mm -hmm. to overcome. Yeah. N not really. N not really. Um, so where's, what's this driving force for, for pushing towards transformation in others? Waking up is to looking at um, when, when you're telling yourself, I'm bored, you're bored from being awake in this incredible life. You're bored about looking at the sky and flowers and bees outside. You're bored? Fucking wake up. You're alive. It's not, life's not a video game. You know, it's not all watching Netflix. It's about cherishing the moment. It's living the life in the moment and, and experiencing fully of what's being presented. Oh, I love what you said about experiencing fully what's being presented. And, and, and I'm using my own projections, but is, is um, Netflix and all those distractions and means to not see what's in front of them? Like what, what gets in the way of people living fully present? Well, the, the two-part question, great question. I love Netflix. There's some <laughs> trash there. There's some, there's some good stuff. I mean, I own it. I watched uh, Tiger King. It's wonderfully, revoltingly dreadful. You know, it's like the worst thing I've ever seen. But I was like watching a car wreck. But there's a lot of other good stuff. No, I use what is available to me to my advantage. And I don't mean that in a selfish way. So I wouldn't say that Netflix is a distraction unless I put that in front of what I need to get done today. If I have a couple of goals that I wrote down or in, in my head, I've got to get to the post office, I've got to do this, got to go and do that. But sit down and watch Netflix, that can be a hindrance. But if I go and do those goals that I need to do, at the end of the day, have a glass of wine, nice meal, whatever, and then watch Netflix. How wonderful is that? How wonderful it is that we have the this incredible internet. Can you imagine? You, you guys are young, you're, you're babies, good babies. But, but, you know, I can't even imagine what would have happened 
30 years ago, 25 years ago, without the internet, without WhatsApp, without Zoom, without the iPhones, with this tragedy we've got in our hands. So make use of the what we have to connect. So I'm blessed that we have it and uh, uh, I'm grateful. So I digressed. What was your question? <laughs> <laughs> Or gets people, or gets in the way of people like, uh, heading towards their mission or living a a, a larger yeah, life beyond own, themselves. Yeah, their own stinking thinking. Hmm. Stinking thinking. Tell me, tell me more. Stinking thinking is well, you get up and say, "Oh, oh, I can't do that." Oh, uh, there we go. Kyle. Look at Kyle. He's he's a he's a he's a nerd. Look at these. He he's technically much more advanced than I am. Oh, he's great. I'll put him on a pedestal, but I can't do that. Mm. And look at Jeremy looking cool with his beard and sort of uh, you know, <laughs> hanging out, you know, oh, I can't be Jeremy. He's a good looking guy. No, no. It's all that comparison shit. Be the best you can be. You know, somebody once wrote, I think it was um, Jack Kornfeld, who wrote a lot of book on Buddhism. I'm not a Buddhist, but I've studied Buddhism, and I love the precepts and the teachings of it. But he says, wherever you go, there you are. Wherever you go, there you are. So meaning, in this very moment, I'm present. So accept what's being, what's arising, what the, the experience is coming up, and just go with it, you know? Mm. Yeah, I like that. That's yeah, just being present, like you said. Being um, I, I wanted to go back a little bit because you said you did this warrior training that allowed you to kind of wake up. Can you give me some examples? Kind of like what was the transformation? What's that weekend like? What's the transformation process that's going on that allowed you to get to that that waking up? Great, great question, Kyle. Um, the actual training takes place over uh, 48 hours, that's three days, longer than that. Uh, and th there's a lot that's impacted in it. But one of the things to wake men up is to realize where they're not in, in integrity with their lives. For instance, I'll give you an example. Um, if if um, you, I have an interview with you and I come, 15 minutes, 20 minutes late, you hold me accountable. You're late. Why were you late? We don't do that in polite society. But on the warrior training, we say, why are you late? You had an agreement to be here at five o'clock. What was more important for you to not be here at five o'clock? Look at that. It's not in a shaming way saying you fucked up, you know, good Kyle. It's in a way of saying, brother, wake up. You had an agreement with yourself and with me. So get on with it. Stick to your agreements. Be a man of integrity. Little tools like that that starts the process of unfolding who you are as a man. Mm, so just kind of a, that, being, that being an example of kind of the big picture of what you said earlier, it's just like a, a basic self-examination yeah, but, but very thorough. Yeah, and and the fact is, you sit in a circle, and, and Jeremy will support me on this. And you sit in a circle with men, 
and they're saying, you know, this is what's on my life at the moment. He's feeling sad and he, whatever. And, and the support from his brothers, a lot of the men in that circle have had the same experience or they're empathetic to the man's experience. In their heart, they know what he's experiencing. So they're empathetic. And that's a, a way of showing brotherly love, support for, the, for your brother. So empathetic. I already know. I already know the answer, kind of. But like, so is that sharing what's how they're feeling without holding back? And what does that do? And why? And what's preventing people from doing that more? Well, well, there's a lot that prevents people from doing it more. But if you look at the word empathy, um, I believe it would mean a connection, a spiritual sort of feeling, um, a feeling of connection. Empathize. You empathize, you understand from your point of view through the emotions of the other that what they're experiencing. So we're all, we can all do that. We all, when we block off having empathy for others, we're in trouble. So how do we do it? How do we do what? How do we have empathy for ourselves and others? You already why? have it. You already have it, Jeremy. You already have empathy for others. You, you created this, you know, an hour ago, half an hour ago. This is, you know, that's a reach out to your brothers. You want, you want to share ideas. That's having empathy. And, you know, you have feelings and you've seen others that are in pain and I'm sure you don't run away from it. You're there to support them. That's empathy. So everybody has that and it's really just not, holding it back not holding it back recognizing that you haven't but here's the important thing giving yourself permission to turn on the switch to be alive to it giving yourself permission to turn on the switch to be alive to your empathy to be alive to all the emotions that you have without the judgments Mm. Yeah, that's that. Uh, that can be tough for sure. <laughs> oh, if listen, if you want tough, uh, if 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 you want fairness and 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 you know sugar coated uh, fairyville, fucking leave the planet. It's not here, mate. <laughs> it's not here. We, that's not our society. We've got to create a society that works for us. And I think that's probably the next phase for MKP is to build on the failings of our society, not just men wanting to wake up and be good warriors, but to get more involved with the foundations of society. But that's another conversation and it brings in a lot of aspects to it. But, but the first thing we need to do is to, um, look, we're all in survival mode now. We three are in survival mode. And this is what none of us have ever experienced this before. So um, living in a survival mode is what's really important now is pulling on the tools to help us to survive. So what do we do? We take care of our health. We educate ourselves. We eat well. We exercise. We stay connected. We stay connected with others, even though we're not physically close. But we've got a new challenge now as warriors. How do we survive now? 
That's our goal. And we've got a lot of tools to do it. Yeah. Kind of on backtrack a little bit. We had a previous guest who talked about, you know, emotions and just putting it all out there and being alive. And uh, the guest talks about how in our society, we label some emotions as bad and some emotions as good. Yeah. And it's, it's unlearning that dynamic. It's, it's uh, not labeling any emotions as good or bad. They're just emotions without that judgment. We had, what, brings, what does that bring up for you? Well, emotions, I, I, I love the fact on the Warrior Weekend, we teach emotions to men, very basic. And uh, your former guest, I don't know who it was, but they're correct in a sense. But emotions in our society, they say, you know, don't be angry. It's bad to be angry. No, toxic anger is dreadful. It's, it's mm. dangerous. But clean anger is totally fine. Mm. It's totally fine. I can say, you know, Kyle, um, you said you were going to pick me up at the airport at five o'clock and you got there at six. I'm fucking pissed with you. That's a clean anger. Just mm. get it out of the way. And then we're done with it. You know, that's clean anger. Um, we, uh, uh, you know, we talk about uh, fear. Fear has kept us alive. Fear is all, you know, you've seen these guys that, They've got these trucks that have got these, you know, 10 feet wheels and they're like two stories off the highway driving down and on the back of the truck it says, no fear. Have you seen that? You seen those bumper stickers? Mm -hmm. You haven't. Well, they, they exist. Kyle said he has no fear saying, oh, I've got big wheels and I'm charging down the highway. But you can bet your ass he's got a lot of fear, that guy. Otherwise, he wouldn't have bought the fucking big wheels to get down the highway. <laughs> he's reinforcing his sort of, uh, you know, smallness. It's mm. funny. But emotions are very important. Emotions keep us alive. And unfortunately, in the, in the Western um, Anglo-Saxon society, um, well, Western particularly, a men are taught, as you know, when we're boys, don't cry, don't be a sissy, go up, be a man, all that sort of stuff. And we, we're told to shut down our emotions. And in crippling our emotions like that, stances. I'm, I love the way my daughter is raising my two grandkids, um, the most beautiful kids in the world, Jack and Ruby, they're gorgeous. Um, they, they express themselves and they, you know, and, and I'm careful around them by, by, by putting adjectives in which colors somebody's projection, but they express themselves and then it's over and done with, you know? So emotions are very important and that's part of the initiation. Look, here's the thing about initiation. We're not new to it. Initiations have been around for thousands of years. In, in tribal times, the young men are separated from the tribe, from the comfort of boys and girls and mothers. And the men take them out into the bush in a masculine setting and they, they initiate them. They either um, will give them rites of passage, you know, go out and kill a lion or do something, or they'll circumcise them. We don't do that, so don't worry about that, okay? <laughs> we don't do that. But in society, they do something to scar the young man, 
to see that he is mortal. He sees his own blood. So for me, the initiation is seeing your own blood, that you, you are mortal, that I'm going to die sometime. This is temporary. So how, knowing that, how do I live my life now? How can I live my life fully expressing myself and to the best and enjoy it as best I can and do all the struggles, overcome adversity? And that's the challenge. That's the spiritual challenge. I think that's the warrior spiritual challenge. Is do, you, do you think it, what prevents people from like living that powerful life they really want to live is just um, in being in denial of their mortality? I'm sorry, say that again. I didn't quite get. Do you do you believe that people aren't really living in their like in their alignment of how they actually living to the fullest? I should say. Because well, of... I, I, I could be judgmental, but I have no qualifications of doing that. But if I were, I would say a lot of people just don't know. They're, they're ignorant. And ignorance is not something bad. Ignorant just means you don't know. I'm ignorant of a lot of things, mm -hmm. you know. Um, but there, sometimes when it's willful ignorance, when they've op had opportunities to learn, that's a problem. But, you know, if, if you're not aware of, of, of how to be a, a good human being, um, that's, that's just how it is. But our job is, as leaders, you two and me, is to open up people's awareness of other possibilities of how to live the life. And I struggle sometimes with being very judgmental about my political opponents and all of that stuff and judgmental. And I get to a place of being really angry and hating. And I thought, how is this serving me? You know, it's a no win game. I'm not going to change their mind. I can, you know, I can listen and try to have empathy for them, which is a challenge. But at the end of the day, I'm living in my body. I'm living with, you know, in my cocoon. And, uh, and I do interact with my family and friends and social life. Um, it's always come, brings back to being, you know, being kind, being kind to one another, you know? Yeah. I love what you said about um, how is it serving me? I think that's such a powerful question. The other thing, too, is this is the time for us all to wake up to science. If I had my way, and if they make me president, which they weren't, because I can't, I wasn't born here. But if I were, the first thing I'd do, I would change the dollar bill from in God we trust to in science we trust. I'd start there. <la> the most controversial podcast. There, there goes half the audience. <laughs> Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that's okay. That's okay. I'm gonna bleep it out now. I'm just kidding. All is welcome here. Um, so I'm gonna before I forget. So they just they just celebrated 35 years of NKP and they honored you. you can tell us a little bit about how that went. Well, it was it was really lovely. I got a call from Rich Tosi, who is one of the founders, uh, an absolutely wonderful man, and made a big impact in my life and was very supportive of me, of me and my leadership. And as a man, he stayed in my house in Laguna Beach. And uh, he called me and he said, um, 
we started talking about the family and my family, his family and kids. And about, you know, 30 minutes into the conversation, he said, well, um, the reason why I'm calling is, would you accept our honor to be in the circle of honor of men that have contributed to the MKP? And I said, wow, that's wonderful, lovely. So next thing I know, they produced this gathering that was going to happen in Arizona. I think they had like 350 people enrolled to come to this campsite in Arizona for this event. And of course, COVID-19 killed it. So they did it online. And um, with the ingenuity and the genius of Boys and Hodgins and, and the, the guys who were organizing it, they did a Zoom. We did a Zoom from all around the world. Men Zoomed in and Zoomed out. And it was remarkable. And I, um, I had a little bit of stage fright once I got there. I mean, I'm an extrovert. I, you know, give me a light and a mic and I'm fine. But here I'm thinking, fuck, I've got, I've got 28 countries looking at me or something, you know. But it, it was fun. But it was really, really lovely to, to be honored. And that's another beautiful thing that exists in MKP, that we honor one another for their contribution of service. And just seeing the man, you know, seeing his qualities, seeing his beauty, seeing this is a man. He's got two kids and they've got two kids and he's a grandfather of four and he's interested in this and that. It's that connection. I love that. So it was an honor to, to have done that, Jeremy. That no honor you. So I have a question. It's kind of going back a little bit again, but um, to get, because I know there's a lot of resistance in my judgment for a lot of, especially men who, you know, are just like, all about like holding the emotions in and like have that fear of actually letting it out. How do, how do we get people to flip that switch like you were talking about? Well, first of all, um, you're, you're using a general men saying generalization, looking, I'm sure, in that questioning that's coming from you as well. Um, in the past, me for sure. Yeah, of course. Beautiful. So, um, we, we just say, look, this is a safe weekend and uh, you um, can pass at any time. Um, you're not going to be made to do anything that you don't want to do. It's uncomfortable. And it's a, it's a real opportunity for you to wake up and to, and to see, you know, what's working in your life and what's not. And address the things that are not working. You know, change that. And the things that are working elevate that so it's a real examination of your life and it's not like every man gets it to like a hundred percent the first time some guys do and others get it right away but they then they can go on to i groups after that and uh, uh they can do their their own own discovery with either mkp or others but the two a man that's questioning, oh, you know, why should I go to this? The worst thing I would ever say to somebody is, um, Kyle, you're really fucked up. You need this. You know, I would I'd never, ever say that. I mean, I wouldn't say the fucked up. I would never say you need it. You know, 
but because that's not in, invitational, I often say, look, I, I share me. I got a lot out of it, and my friends did, and my nephew, and my family, and uh, it's enriched my life a lot. And it may not be for you, but it worked for me. So, you know, if you're interested, we can talk about it. If you're not, you're still my friend. I dangle a carrot and just, you know, um, give some highlights of what can happen. And then uh, it's up to the man to make a choice. You know why? Because life's all about making choices. You can choose to do it, but you can step back and say, oh, no, I'm with you. No, no I, mean, I didn't think so. You know, so it's going forward. It's always moving forward, going into the unknown, you know, going beyond your little bit of comfort level every, every now and then, you know? I know that one. Um, I'm curious to take a, like, go back a little bit. Um, your, um, how you show up in your life arc from like the beginning of being involved with MKP to now, like, what does that look like? How I show up? Yeah, what's the difference? Well, there's a big difference. I've aged, you know, I'm, eight, I'm 81 now, I'll be 82 in November. And for the last couple of years, I've been looking at um, aging and, and I'm choosing to look at, at it more as an adventure. Look, I know I'm gonna die. So, you know, I'm in this new adventure of how do I live a, a comfortable, fulfilling life that's full of curiosity and not retreat from life, but just go into it. I didn't have that perspective when I first came in because I was a younger man. I was middle-aged and, you know, um, those concerns about getting old didn't weren't in my thinking. So when I first got in, it was, um, I, I got some healing and beliefs from it, but I also got and had an opportunity to get into leadership role, which felt good for me. I've been a leader. Um, in the, the TV work that I did, and uh, uh, you know, I and it felt natural for me to do it, and I, I liked the com camaraderie of it. So there's been sort of an arc for me. It started out with like self improvement, getting better and better, then to more of service and more waking up, waking up. Oh gosh, I'm waking up. This is incredible. I'm waking up, and I have this now, and life's an adventure. Yeah, I, I like that you're <clears throat> the uh, reframing of your mindset of, you know, this is an adventure and not, you know, thinking about uh, dying or just, you know, focusing on what all the negatives are, whatever's going on in your life. What, ha what happened to get you to start thinking like that? Like, what was the change? What was it the warrior weekend that got you started doing those reframing? Well, I didn't, yeah, um, um, possibly. I, I didn't think about my death at a warrior weekend. What woke me up uh, 10 years ago is that I found out that I had cancer. I had a large B-cell lymphoma, and um, I'd come back from Europe. Anyway, long story short, I had a blockage in my upper intestine. I went to the hospital. I was in terrible pain and had to wait for the weekend for the doctor to come in. And they took out um, a piece of my uh, upper intestine and it was uh, 
malignant and it was a large B-cell lymphoma. So I thought, okay, I've got cancer. Wow. Um, and they sent me off to a cancer clinic and they said, well, we're going to do radiation and, and chemo. And I said, I don't think I want to do that. Um, let me do some explorers, you know, other things. And I have a friend uh, who's a warrior brother, an actor, <coughs> um, had his own series. He said, look, look into the hydrogen peroxide, 35% cure. And I did. Basically what it is, it's um, drinking drops of hydrogen peroxide, food grade, has to be food grade, 35%, which means you're getting an extra oxygen molecule. And that extra oxygen molecule that goes into your body is very, it's a warrior. It's a cure, it's a, you know, it's a curative. I cured my cancer. I wrote a book about it. It's on Amazon. It's called How I Cured My Cancer at Just Pennies a Day. It's a reference book. So that was more of a wake up to me that, you know, I could die of cancer. Well, luckily, um, I'm fine. I'm cured. I did, you know, I didn't do, I chose not to do chemo and radiation. Radiation's the burn and chemo is the poison. I already had the slash, so I didn't, I didn't want to do slash burn and poison. Slash was enough to get it out and then, you know, cure myself. So that was a wake up to me to my mortality. And now, um, you know, I live, um, I have my ritual every morning, if you're interested. I take my dog to the park. Um, I come back, feed him. I do my yoga practice. It's based on the rites of rejuvenation. For my age, they're very simple now. I do about 10, 15 minutes. Then I sit in meditation. Then I come down and have my breakfast and coffee and whatever and get on with my day. I ritualize my life in a spiritual way. But my, my, my focus on doing the meditation, it jumpstarts my mindfulness of being awake, paying attention on purpose, as if my life depends on it. So the meditation is mindfulness. I like that. I'm a, I don't know if you saw Jeremy was smiling at me because I'm a big believer in uh, morning routines and that's something. That oh, I've tell been... me, what do you do? What do you do, Carl? I want to hear. What do you do? Well, do you want, do you want to know pre-quarantine or now? <laughs> uh, well, what you doing now, you know? Yeah. So right now I've been, I get up the well, the first thing I do is I take my dogs out, kind of like you, and then I sit and meditate for about 10 minutes, and then I'll uh, do a visualization practice for 10 minutes, and then I have a little gratitude journal. I write down five things that I'm grateful for that are relevant to the past 24 hours. Beautiful. And then, yeah, and then I'll read for 10 minutes, and then, yeah, and then I just go from there. Hey, Kyle. You belong in MKP. We need men like you. We need men like you. Come on. Come and join us, mate. <laughs> I want to do my Warrior Weekend. That sounds amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you'll do it. You'll do it. Yeah, thank you. Well, I, I'm always interested to hear what other people do in their practice because nothing's perfect. No one way is perfect. It's whatever works for you. But as long as you do it. And I think sometimes for me the challenge is 
oh, I've got aches and pains today, my knees hurt, oh, I'll just, I won't go to, to walk. And then if I don't walk, I think, oh, Christ, I could have done it. I'm such a, a wuss, you know. So the next day when I'm feeling like that, I push through it. I always feel better through pushing through it. Yeah. Yeah. This reminds me of, like, I group source and <laughs> it's, it's like those nights where I'm the like, least want to go. Yeah. That's when I get the most value. Yeah. Personally, because yeah. that's, in my judgment, that's when the carpet came up. That's yeah. like, so it's like a, I love the idea of, you know, being triggered and really going through a hard time. And a lot of the times is like the best time to really process and do work. So yeah. I think go back to that framing. What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's when you say framing, reframing, it's the belief systems you have up until now. And a lot of them work for you, but some of them don't. And it's giving yourself permission to <clears throat> reframe and try a new idea, a new perception, a new energy going in that direction to see if it works for you. You, you don't know what's at risk. If you, what's at risk if you don't go there, you'll be stuck. So go into it and discover what's there. You may not like it, you know, but at least you'll have done it and you'll found out from the experience. Yeah. Well said. So, so I got a kind of a, a random question. Um, so what's a piece of advice you give to your, let's say 14 year old self? Oh, that's a lovely question. Hmm. What would I give to myself, a 14-year-old? Well, well, first of all, caveats. I don't think I was awake at 14. I was just like a, a happy kid living in Australia, looking at koalas, you know. <laughs> but, but if I were to look at being 14, because 14 now is the new 20, you know. You know, kids are so advanced. They're, they come in with these amazing brains. I would just, uh, I would say to a 14 year old boy is that just stay awake, um, know that there's nothing wrong with you and just keep learning. And then 15, he's gonna have different thoughts. 16, definitely gonna have some different thoughts. I mean, 14, he's probably, his libido is kicking in a bit and he's starting to look at the opposite sex or not or, but 15, it certainly is. 16, yeah. And so hormones are going to start raging, you know, and that's going to get in the way. But that's fine. That's what life is, you know. But it's, if he's lucky enough to have supportive parents to allow him to be himself and don't say, you have to do this, you should be this, you should be that, sure, give him a moral compass and give him boundaries around behavior, but don't shoot on a child by saying, you should be more of this. That's terrible to say to a child, I think. I think. That's, that's a beautiful like, lead into the dynamic of, uh, I heard you like, bring it back to uh, um, awareness and there's ignorance to how people are showing up. And I think like we've talked about in, in past podcasts with the, with the MKP brother actually, about you know people being ignorant to how they're trying to, how they're supporting others i think that's i like to rehash it as much as possible but like you know projecting you should as i heard you say you should do this you should do that and just like empowering them to kind of yeah th there's a more supportive way of saying it jeremy um, have you thought about a b c or d 
instead of, you know, you should seek therapy or you should stop drinking or whatever. Mm. Um, if you should on somebody, you shit on them. Should shit. They're very close. You don't want to shit on somebody, you know? So, yeah. So make it invitational. Um, yeah. I, I think, I think the, um, I think the challenge we have, and this is societal now is with this COVID on our, um, on our shoulders and we're living with it is to, um, to recognize that we can't have a healthy society if we don't have, um, uh, you know, uh, if we have sick people. If we have sick people everywhere, we can't have a healthy society and we can't have a healthy economy. So we've got to get our people well. Now, we're not, we're not physicians, so take care of ourselves with the coronavirus, but that also goes to mental health. Get yourself in a healthy way so you can, you can be effective in a healthy manner in your life. Does that make sense? Yeah, and how can people get healthier mentally in this? <clears throat> they, they've, got to, they've got to ask for themselves. You know, you can't, you can knock on people's doors and say, I'm here to cure you. You have to do this. You know, you got to be, that, that doesn't work. They've got to be a seeker. And some people choose to be, some people don't. Some people are more, you know, forward. You two guys are uh, entrepreneurs. You're forward thinking. You're, you know, you're, invent you're adventurous. You're doing things that's young and, and vital for your age. That's wonderful. A lot of people think, oh, you know, they don't even have the idea that they can do it. You two guys have thought of that and you're doing it. So thoughts are powerful and choices are even more powerful. Whatever choice you make is, is going to make a big difference, you know, so. This makes me think of our, uh, our, our Mount Everest choice, Jeremy. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we. <laughs> Are you, you guys gonna go up Mount Everest? Uh, to to the uh, base camp, the first well, base camp. Great, but you know, a lot of people have died going up there. Yeah, I think. Yeah, good. Go and do it if you want to do it, but <laughs> do little steps first. Get your house in order. Feel comfortable. Yeah, I mean, adventure's great. You're young, uh, unencumbered. Yeah, do it. Great. It doesn't appeal to me. I, I'd rather play tennis. <laughs> and, and I'd rather have a you know a glass of wine when I come home at night. You know all that cold and puffing and huffing and pulling and you know stepping on over dead bodies. Thanks, Les. You're such a motivator. <laughs> this this will never air. This show. <laughs> it, was it was a bad idea. He was such a bad guest. Can you motivate us to do it? Why? That's a horrible idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a, a lady friend once that. Uh, she she was quite well known. She ran the place called the Ashram in uh, in Calabasas, which was a, uh, a a fitness place. You'd come and eat vegetarian food, hike and stuff. It's called the Ashram. Anne Marie Benstrom, very good friend of mine. And when I got divorced and lost my house and all that stuff, 
I came and she said, well, you know, come and stay with me for a few weeks. And I ended up staying six years, you know, that was a nice invitation. But one day I used to run, jog, and I came back and I was like huffing and puffing. She said, darling, she's Swedish, darling, I'll try and do a Swedish accent. What have you been doing? And I said, I've been jogging. She said, let me ask you something. Have you ever seen a happy runner? And I said, no, I don't think I have, because everybody's going, <laughs> she says, just go for a hike with me. You'll get the same exercise. <laughs> so, <laughs> so you guys don't have to go up the fucking mountain. You can go for a jog, okay? <laughs> Hi, all. <laughs> It, we're not actually climbing it. It's just doing like a 10-day journey to like the first uh, base. Hey, I'm not going to take the wind out of your sails. Just send postcards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we have enough to stress show. about us. Yeah, please send uh, send uh, every every five days. Let me know you're still alive, okay? <laughs> so uh, I'm going to ask the question, Kyle. Are you ready? Go for it. We're switching it up. Yep. Uh, Les, if you had a message for humanity, what would your one message be? Oh, it's a beautiful question. Um, be kind. Be kind. Everybody's, everybody's um, walking down that path, the, the hard, the, the, uh, the, the life that we have in front of us now, that road that we're walking down is pretty hard now. So as you meet your fellow travelers, be kind to them. Be kind, accepting of the others. And when you're kind, you're showing the first part of love. You're opening up to saying the possibility of, of, uh, of a relationship, a connection, and you know, even if it's just for five minutes, you've connected with somebody. So being kind, you connect with the other person's self. Simple. I like it. I like it. All right. I was going to say, like, where can people find you? But you're not really much of a social media person. <laughs> no, I'm bare, I, don't, I don't tweet. Give us your address. I, I, don't, tweet. I don't tweet. I don't tweet. Uh, I, I am on Facebook, but it barely. Um, no, um, I mean, people can find me at um, email at less at less I'm fine with that. I'm, um, I'm private. Uh, I like my life as it is. And uh, I, I'm doing some trainings this weekend. I'm doing a, lead, uh, a staff development training with Rick Bronick. Um, Sunday. Yeah. Thanks the, for telling me. I want to do it. Well, you can do the next one. Michael's going to do one with Rick in July. So we're doing the first one to, get, to iron out the kinks. And so, uh, but I'm doing that. And uh, um, I have, I, you know, I have, um, I have some lovely connections in my life and uh, uh, I, I'm not pushing anything. I'm not, uh, I've done my own trainings. I've created them and done them around, but I, I don't have the bandwidth now. I, I like to see other people shine and, 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 sh and, uh, and share their wisdom. Got the uh, king energy. Um, we see how you see he mentioned um he name drops Rick Broniak right there, Kyle. <laughs> Rick Broniak. We're, we're, we're supposed to have him on the podcast. Oh uh, well Rick, I, I will tell him that I did it. Uh, Rick Rick's great. Rick Rick comes from um Wisconsin 
um, a leader before me, uh, initiated before me two or three years. And he's been one of the, you know, the big, he, he's also a receiver of the circle of honor, but not, you know, 10 years before me. Uh, Rick is good. He, um, he was raised with um, the teachings of Muktananda, you know, Swami Muktananda. So he's a meditator and he, he wasn't raised with um, American religiosity, you know. Um, and he's a good man, very good man, very, very fine teacher. Uh, he, he did teaching as a facility. That's one of the, the gifts that I have, or one of the, you know, the, the blessings that I have, that I can work with other leaders that are so gifted. And I, I learn things from them, and I, sometimes I learn some, some things from me. And it, it's like a, like a cauldron. Collective. It's a, a cauldron of energy that we sort wow. of, we, you know, we, we stir up and whatever comes up out, it comes out in a free form. So I'm very blessed that I like, I like working with other, other talented leaders. Yeah, I think that's something, some beautiful element in co-leadership. I think in my judgment, I think that's a lot, because I'm going to own my own stuff. I used to want to, or thought I had to do everything on my own. Um, oh, you don't. Yeah. No. A, wise, a wise man once said to me, don't worry alone. Ugh. Yeah, it's true. You've got brothers to reach out to. That was uh, Don Jones. He was the one that brought the elders into the MKP. One don't of, worry alone. I love that. Uh, Don Jones. He's passed, unfortunately, but he was a mentor of mine and a beautiful man. He was a Methodist minister. He came to the training, and well, maybe I shouldn't even say this on your podcast, but his his work was uh, it was challenging for him. But he came out, and he was just such a wise wise man. You know, I'm sorry. it was just like you cut off right when he said his work, and I'm yeah. like, whoa, what does this mean? <laughs> Yeah, that was pretty weird. That was so perfect. It's like, I shouldn't say this, but you're... (laughs) (laughs) Well, I didn't say it. (laughs) It's out there in cyberspace. It just went went out in the cloud and kept on going. (laughs) Oh, that's so awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on, Les. Yeah, thank you.